we work on a cycle. It's the same roller coaster every month, assuming everything is working as it should. There's no loop-de-loops. There's no any, like, it just is what it is. Then you get pregnant and the roller coaster goes straight up. Estrogen goes up, progesterone goes up the entire nine months. <laughs> you just go up. That's what you do. Because your hormones are going straight up, they're going to affect every other gland in your body. They're going to affect your brain hormones. They're going to affect your thyroid hormone. They're going to affect your blood sugar and insulin hormone. So you basically climb Mount Kilimanjaro with your, then you deliver the baby. And what happens is you fall off the side of Mount Kilimanjaro. And this is why a lot of women experience postpartum uh, issues because they get this dramatic fall. Hey guys, my name is Shayla. Welcome to the Hey Shayla podcast. I went from full-time travel to full-time new COVID mom and holy wow, is motherhood and adulting a learning curve. There are so many decisions we need to make and a million ways to do it right. I created this podcast to interview some of my gurus to share their knowledge and empower you on your journey. Let me be your guinea pig and ask the questions that you think everyone else knows. Here, we're a little hippie. We try to do things as naturally as possible and we don't take ourselves too seriously. But above all, we support one another and work to find what works. If you're into it, you're our people. Let's get started. Dr. Carrie Jones is a functional medicine woman's health and hormone doctor who believes in the importance of both men and women understanding their home hormones in a simplified manner so they can feel more empowered to take control of their own health, especially when they are told everything is normal, but they don't feel normal. <laughs> she helps hormonally challenge people feel less crazy. She does this primarily through real talk, education, sarcasm, funny analogies, and the occasional swear words, which I decided is allowed on this podcast. So yes, yeah, <laughs> you can find her at Dr. Dr.CarrieJones on Instagram and DrCarrieJones.com on the interwebs. I first met Carrie at an event and we just sort of clicked. We've got, I feel like we've got the same energetic personality. Uh, and she's actually saved in my phone as big sister before I knew you were such a big deal. Now I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh Dr. Carrie Jones, it says big sis in my phone. Uh, okay. So I was newly pregnant at the time. And she explained to me that when I became pregnant, my body instantly flipped a bunch of hormonal switches and was like, yep, you're pregnant. And then recently I reached out to you because I was night weaning and I felt like an actual insane person. And you were just like, oh, sure. <laughs> with all the information. I was like, okay, I'm starting a podcast. Can you please share this information with my, my world? And you were as stoked about it as I am. So yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I hope we'll, we'll talk about you, but I just want, I just want your information and knowledge to make all of the pregnant new moms, any, like all the hormonal things that are happening and just kind of explain it because you do it such a good job of just simplifying everything. So what yes. an intro. <laughs> Thank you. I love that intro. Good. That's hilarious. Yep. So I yep. guess the first here we thing are. I wanted... What two years later? Still, still talking. I know. I know. We just random spent, event. Yeah, the first fifteen minutes just being like, "Oh, how are you? What's going on?" <laughs> Catching up. <laughs> I love it. So first, just other than everything that I just read, <laughs> tell me about you and how you got started on this and how you got, cause you're so deeply into it with education and helping people. And I just want to know where that passion came from and 
all, all the things. I grew up knowing I wanted to be a doctor. I thought I wanted to go into OBGYN or pediatrics. Um, I knew I had to center around women and I was pre-med through medical or through undergrad. And I was working at two different hospitals. And one of the hospitals I worked in the pediatric wing and the other hospital I worked in their outreach program with these two nurses. And the pediatric wing was very sterile. It was very surgical. It was very medication. It was very, um, very needed, right? Very important. And I thought, God, if this is medicine, I do not want to practice this way. No way. But the outreach program at the other uh, hospital was exactly what I loved. We would go out in the community. It was boots on the ground. It was education. It was about diabetes and high blood pressure and all the eating healthy. And man, this is amazing. So I decided to put off conventional medical school and on a whim, I moved to Oregon. I was in Ohio at the time and I moved to Oregon because we just might as well go to the other O state <laughs> and right, like head out, head out West. And I found naturopathic medicine and it has a much more whole person preventative holistic spin to it. And I thought this, this is what I align with. I love conventional medicine when you need emergency, when you need medication, when you need an urgent care, thank God it's there. But I also wanted to know the lifestyle the nutraceutical, the supplemental, the nutrition, you know, environmental genetics. I wanted to wrap all that into it. So I got into hormones. I got into hormones because I think mostly because I'm a woman and I really wanted to understand it. And the more I got into hormones, I thought I was never taught this. <laughs> and no. I'm a woman in medical school. Yes. Right. And so I laugh because I grew up in Lexington, Kentucky, and I learned sex ed from our football coach. Our football coach would come teach us sex ed, no joke. And that's where I learned it. So you can imagine what my sex ed education was in Kentucky <laughs> from the football coach. So fast forward, I thought, gosh, women need to know this. And I would have so many patients that were like, why didn't I ever learn? Why didn't I ever right. learn? Other than like the P goes in the V and that's how you get pregnant. Like <laughs> nothing must else was taught to us. Uh, right. And so I had all these women that are like, to ask, like, pregnancy questions, postpartum questions, perimenopausal questions, menopausal questions, even just like, hi, I'm 26 years old, the mess questions. Like, I'm not trying to get pregnant. And like, I'm not trying to do the, you know, I like just basic stuff, carry right. on just basic questions. And so that's just what kept me in the hormone world because I loved it. And so many women knew Needed nothing it. about their body. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it affects so much. Yes. Like your whole body, I feel yes. like is just running. I mean, I don't know, but it feels like that. Like your hormones yeah. affect your mood and like, mm -hmm. I don't even your know. Your skin what okay. and your hair and your energy and everything. And they all play together. They're all best friends. And so like if one hormone gets knocked off, then the other hormones can get knocked off as well. So it can be like a domino effect. It, it's yeah. And, and we most women are born with two ovaries. Um, and our ovaries are, are, are sisters, not twins, which I realize twins are sisters, but <laughs> women don't, they think, oh, my right and my left ovary do the same thing every month. And I'm like, they don't, they don't, which is why some women every other month, they get a hormone or every, or a hormone, a headache or a migraine or every second month or PMS is bad. Or so, and Wild. when I explain this, women are like mind blown. They're like, oh my gosh. I totally get migraines every other month or every third month or, you know, and I'm like, oh yeah. Cause it's, it's not what the book says They're Your ovaries are not necessarily back and forth and all these things that we weren't taught. And then it's like light bulb aha moments for women who go, oh, 
oh, you mean I can track this and I can right. like, plan for it and I can do something about it? I'm like, yeah. Totally. Yeah, you but can. Track, even if you're tracking, you could still get, you know, Aaliyah's or AJ's or whatever. Like, <laughs> because mine is so, so very, like yeah. my cycle will be 26 days or 40 days. So mm-hmm. I was like, we're good. Surprise. <laughs> so, but there's then I meet you and you're like, so you're a doctor? Um, I'm pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> I you to talk me down off the cliff. <laughs> I was so glad to meet you. Hey, like, nice to meet oh. you too. <laughs> Wait, what's your name again? Oh, right. okay. <laughs> glad you're going pregnant. Okay. Done. Yeah, I got no, you. No, I, yeah, I think that that's, and, but even just the tracking thing, people are like, what do you mean tracking? What are you tracking? And yeah. that's not even, that's the tip of the iceberg. I feel like, and yeah. I had to read taking charge of your fertility, which is a textbook in yeah. itself. Like yeah. it's a gnarly book, but I was just like, Oh my gosh, this is so interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But if I feel like it's true, if you don't take, if you don't have the interest or the initiative, it's not going to be taught to you. So I think that's really, yeah. I love that you're just passionate about it. And I feel like you're the person perfect for little bit of I feel like you're the perfect person for it because you do like teaching, you love connecting and you like, so you're mm-hmm. interesting to listen to more than anything. And it's, and then you have all the knowledge and it's just like a win, win, win. So <laughs> great. So let's get started yes. right away with pregnancy. So what happens during pregnancy? Cause I remember when I was pregnant, I'd be like, Seth, I'm so overwhelmed. I don't know what's good. And he's like, oh my gosh. Okay. What, how can I help you? I'm like, we need nails. I'm hungry. And he's like, okay, let me, I'll go get us some nails and I'll pick this up. And I'm like, thank you. Like, what? Well, I mean, that's just obviously kind of a crazy example, but what oh, but happened? Typical, but yeah. typical. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're like, okay, are we doing this? Yeah. So yeah. tell it kind of what, what, what can people expect or what kind of happens hormonally during pregnancy? Yeah. Um, so I have a, I have a, a funny story. So I had one of my pregnant patients, she was newly pregnant. She's in a first trimester and she called and she said, I'm so tired. I'm so flipping tired all the time. Why am I so tired? And I said, cause you're literally building a human from scratch. Like, <laughs> that shouldn't do it though. Literally building <laughs> little bones and little blood vessels, little organs from literal scratch. <laughs> this isn't pop in the microwave pre-done for you. This isn't call, you know, Uber eats and it's delivered like you are building it from scratch. So no wonder you're exhausted. All your resources have just been shifted to your uterus and you're building a tiny human from scratch. So when you are first, first pregnant, when, when implantation occurs and the embryo buries itself into your uterus, it releases these signals. They're called technically they're called prostaglandins, but the, the, the prostaglandins go to the brain and they announce we're pregnant immediately. (laughs) Implantation happened immediately. And so it's it, think of like, think of like in the movies, you see those really fancy, like multi-lock doors, like in <laughs> Harry Potter, you know, and like 62 <laughs> locks click it, you know, go down through the whole thing. That's what happens in your body when you're pregnant. It's like the brain gets the signal and like all the locks change because you are now growing a human. Everything shifts because you're pregnant. Everything. That's crazy. Everything, the way your thyroid functions, the way your brain functions, the way you make estrogen and progesterone. The way your bones, your muscles, your tendons act, everything changes to accommodate the fact that you're about to grow to grow a baby. It's just the way the female body works. And it's, uh, it's 
super magical and impressive and super astounding at the same time, because so many women just, they, they just do it, right? They just do it. And then when you stop and think, you see it on social media, everybody's got these curated, you know, like, oh, I just popped the baby out and I'm back to a size two, no problem. And, um, but we, like the reality, when you stop and think about it, it, what happens with all of the shifting because you're about to grow a baby is just the coolest thing in the whole world. Yeah. It's just the coolest thing in the whole world. So what kind of hormones, I mean, I don't know how. Yeah. So in the first, so what happens is, um, prior to being pregnant, we work on a cycle. So estrogen in, in let's to keep it super easy. Let's say 28 days, which is what they say in all the textbooks in 28 days, you get your period. When you get your period, all your hormones, estrogen, progesterone are low. Then gradually estrogen goes up right before ovulation. Then it goes down. So you can ovulate and then it goes up again. And after ovulation, progesterone comes up. So it's basically a roller coaster, but it's a very well-timed. It's a very well-built roller coaster. It's the same roller coaster every month, assuming everything is working as it should. There's no loop-de-loops. There's no any, like, it just is what it is, right? (laughs) Then you get pregnant and the roller coaster goes straight up. (laughs) Estrogen goes up, progesterone goes up because that's what it takes to maintain the placenta and to grow, to grow this baby. Hmm. Your body is producing, uh, progesterone, uh, out of the ovary. It's the, the leftover cells after you ovulate or what pump out progesterone until about like week 10 ish. And then the placenta takes over and the placenta makes progesterone. So there's a shift from you to it around day, around 10 weeks where the placenta makes all this progesterone. And so what happens is women are like, I'm exhausted and I feel crazy. I feel hormonal. They, maybe they get skin breakouts. Maybe they don't. Maybe they're, they like, maybe their skin used to break out, but now it's super, you know, amazing and clear and shiny. And it's the reason is all the hormones have gone sky high. Huh? Yeah. The roller coaster just goes up, 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 straight up the entire nine months. <laughs> you just go up. That's what you do. And one of your estrogens that goes up the most is that we, it's the third estrogen. It's called estriol with, with a T estriol. And, um, that that's sort of the estrogen of pregnancy. And so it's, so when women are asking me, like, I feel kind of hormonal and I feel emotional. Like, yeah. Cause you, you're on a, you're on a roller coaster. That's going straight up. Buckle up. And because your hormones are going straight up, they're going to affect every other gland in your body. They're going to affect your brain hormones. They're going to affect your thyroid hormone. They're going to affect your blood sugar and insulin hormone. All the hormones are going to get affected because you were down here at the base of the roller coaster. And now you've just gone straight up for nine months. Oh my. Yeah. So you're, yeah. So you basically climb Mount Kilimanjaro with your, your estrogen <laughs> until you deliver. So here's the kicker, which I know is, you'll probably ask me, but then you deliver the baby yeah, and, and now it's out of you. And what happens is you fall off the side of Mount Kilimanjaro. And this is why a lot of women experience postpartum uh, issues because they get this dramatic fall. The baby was in, yeah. the baby was out. Once the baby is out, the hormones, there's no placenta. It's been, you know, you've, uh, oh my gosh. Uh, so the placenta actually creates the hormone after those 10 weeks. Progesterone. Progesterone. Wow. That's crazy. Yes. Well, and that's usually when the, for some women, when the um, morning sickness kind of fades a little bit too. Yeah. For after the first trimester, morning sickness tends to, tends to abate. Yeah. But it's also that 10 week mark is a common miscarriage time. And so checking progesterone is a big um, thing I did uh, with my fertility patients, because when they would call and say, I'm pregnant, 
like fantastic go to the lab we're going to check your thyroid thyroid issues could be a reason for miscarriage hmm. and low progesterone could be a reason you told me to do that yeah Those i know are the two things that you told right? me then to i do. i was so on I went, it yeah so i went into my doctor and he was like well um we'll see and i was like no carrie told me i need to check please <laughs> he's like i guess and then he took 14 vials of blood i feel like it was passive aggressive minnesota and like Oh, you want to check? Well, let's just check it all. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Give so me check it out. Yes. Oh, it was madness. Okay. So I but it worked out. I mean, what'd you say? You worked out. I mean, it worked out. You were it worked you out. Were, yeah. It was you were healthy. Yeah. <laughs> so I was recently not recently. When I was pregnant, I watched this documentary called Babies, and it was talking about oxytocin during pregnancy. Is that another common? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. our feel good. That's our bonding hormone oxytocin, which is also when you reached out to me not long ago said, why do I feel hormonal as I'm night weaning yeah. oxytocin and well, prolactin prolactin is the hormone that helps you make milk. It's pro lactation oh. shortened to prolactin. Huh. And so, but oxytocin is our bonding hormone. So you're, you're nursing, you're getting all the good feels. You're staring into her eyes. She smells good. It's amazing. <laughs> well, as you wean, you're losing that daily oxytocin hit yeah, because you're weaning. And so some moms, uh, feel it. They, they, they really take the hit, they, the hit on that one. And they're like, so Oh my gosh, I don't feel as loved. I don't feel I feel more stressed out. I don't feel as, you know, calm what's going yeah. on. Yeah. That's exactly what happened. So, yeah. but in this baby's documentary, it talked about how men also have the oxytocin hormone yeah. with a pregnant partner to help yeah. sleep partner's bond. Yep. That yep. blew my mind. I yep. was like, what? Oh, that's why I feel like this towards you, Seth. It's just these crazy hormones. <laughs> like- it's biologically one of the things, one of the theories, one of the theories is that men get this increase in oxytocin as well so that they focus on the immediate family and not go seek out others <laughs> to mate with. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. So it's like, we're going to rate, Hey, mother nature was like, we're going to she's pregnant and vulnerable. Yeah. So we're going to raise his oxytocin. So he bonds with her and the baby and then stays to protect the immediate family and doesn't gallivant around. doesn't always work. Yeah. Right. (laughs) But, um, for, I definitely hear that from a lot, a lot of men get that, like they, they nest, they nurture, put on weight, you know, like they'll, they'll totally just want to be with the mom and the baby and around the belly. And then when you deliver, when you deliver the baby, it's to, it's this, it's very similar. It's to, um, keep them around again, you're in a vulnerable state. You have a new baby, right? You can't go hunt and forage and do things. Right. And so it's to keep the man localized. That's one of the theories behind. I mean, it makes sense. That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes sense to me. All right, let's take a brief break to talk about the California Beach Co. The California Beach Co. was this magical baby item that I found when I was trying to figure out how to contain my baby. My mom found a playpen that was like super bulky and heavy. Putting together a pack and play is will make you sweat. This thing is literally up and down in seconds. It is super lightweight, super compact. You can travel with it. We set it up in our living room. You can go to the beach with it, obviously, the California Beach Co. I think they're always running a sale, but you can get an extra 10% off with my affiliate code, Hey Shayla. Everybody that I know that's bought this loves it. And get the mattress. People are like, do we need the mattress? Do we not need the mattress? Yes, otherwise it's just on the floor. So if they fall, they're not getting hurt. 
get the mattress. If you go to my website, heyshayla.com backslash my dash favorites, you'll see a video of me popping it up and popping it down and how easy it is. Okay, let's get back to it. Okay, so basically in pregnancy, as soon as that implantation happens, things just start clicking. You start your whole body entirely goes into pregnancy mode and then it just continues to I like the roller coaster analogy because it feels pretty accurate. Like, oh, we're climbing. We're still, oh, we're We're still still going up. Yeah. (laughs) Buckle up. Okay. So then once baby comes, can you talk about the, the, what is it? Fourth trimester, Fourth trimester. Yeah. Yeah. So they call, once you deliver the baby and the baby is out, they, they call that transition period often the fourth trimester. So now your hormones come down. They come way, way, way down because the baby is out. You don't need to grow a human anymore. And, but you're, if, if you're going to breastfeed, prolactin goes up. Prolactin will naturally go up even if you're not going to breastfeed because hmm. it, it, um, you consciously make that decision as a mom, like I'm going to breastfeed or I'm not, some others don't. Right. Um, but like the brain doesn't know that. I mean, right. right? Like the brain's not like, oh, I'll just turn off prolactin. It can't, right. I need to make food now for this. Right. So the brain is just like provide for the baby. If she's got a new baby, provide for the baby. So prolactin goes up. So when prolactin is high, it will usually like stop your periods because one of the purposes, the other purpose of prolactin besides provide food, prolactation is to stop the period so that you can focus on one baby at a time. Don't get pregnant again. Um, while prolactin is high. So it is a, again, mother nature was like, hmm, let's not get her knocked up right away. Right. Now, clearly some women don't, they don't breastfeed or they get their periods back right away. And they do get pregnant within the first yeah, several weeks, months. Yes. You know, we hear this yeah. all the time, Yeah, but by design, a lot of women will say, God, I haven't had my period in six months. I haven't had my period in over a year. Right. women who breastfeed for a long time, you know, I haven't had my period in two years or it comes very sporadically. That's prolactin. prolactin. Wait, can that happen? Six Not to get personal seven. here, but once I got, can I want, we night wean, I got my period. Now can my periods be inconsistent because we're yes. still breastfeeding? It could be inconsistent because it could be inconsistent because you're still breastfeeding. But remember, it's been over a year since you've had a period. Two so years. your brain, my pregnancy, and oh, pregnancy, my right. Of course. Yeah. So so a long time, yeah. like a year and nine months, it's been a long time since the ovaries have had to do something. So hmm. the brain is like, do something. The ovaries are like, you do something. <laughs> it's been a year and nine months. I don't want to. So there's a battle. There's a communication issue between the brain and the ovaries. Some women get their period back right away. Their ovaries are like, let's make it happen. Captain. Yeah. Like I'm ready for a period. And other women, it's just the communication from the brain down. Hmm. It's been stifled for so long. It just takes time to get back in the rhythm. Interesting. It'll get there. It just, it's, it's like trying to start a car. That's not, that's not been driven in a year and nine months. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That makes sense. Yes. So uh, makes tracking difficult, but here we are. It's it fine. does make tracking difficult. Yeah. Yes. And it's hard. Cause people, women are like, well, what can I do? What can I take? Like what herb is safe? I'm like, well, you're still breastfeeding. Right. If you are even a little bit, even just for comfort or to get them to sleep or when they're sick or something, then it can become challenging because you're breastfeeding. So there's not tons of stuff out there that, right. You know, that we were like, like basal bodies still do that. Like the basal, the basal body temperature. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you can still, cause remember you ovulate first. So this is, this is the trick of how women go. I didn't get my period back. How did I get pregnant? I'm like, cause you get, you yeah, release right. an egg, you ovulate first 
and then you get your period two weeks oh later. So if you m- didn't realize this, you didn't notice you were ovulating, right. then you can totally, you had sex, you can totally get pregnant. Yeah. So yes, you can do basal body temperature and you may see your spike. You can do ovulation predictor kits. Like you pee on them in the morning and you may be like, ah, it's a positive. You you're going to ovulate and then hmm. likely get your period two weeks later. Right. Yes. Um, but in that fourth trimester, I mean, libido is just in the ocean somewhere. <laughs> why? But why from a biologic standpoint? Why? Why do you think? Right. So you don't get pregnant again. So, so you, you don't get pregnant again. Mother I- nature is like, you have, you have one thing to focus on and it's this baby because, you know, lots of years ago, most, ba- a lot of babies died in the first year. And so mother nature was super smart and, and the whole design of this and was like, I'll give you milk, but in exchange, I'm going to take away your period and your libido. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Seriously. <laughs> I know the, the baby you. stop having sex. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, so and I hear that. Con- I have so many women that are like, what? It's been six months. I have no libido. I'm like, right. I know it's, it's, I know. And Seth and I talked about that before, because of course everyone's like, whoa, wait till you have the baby. You're never going to have sex again. And we're like, <laughs> not us. And then I was like, yo, don't touch me. <laughs> and it's like, I'm even like, this sucks. What? There's like nothing. It's, in, yeah. it's craziness. Yes. So you've got libido. You is mom brain affected by hormones. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. Even like like I'll give you a classic example. So serotonin, serotonin is, um, the, uh, neurotransmitter in our brain. We often think about with depression, people take SSRI medicate, antidepressants, right? Antidepressants are around serotonin. So serotonin is heavily affected by estrogen. So too low of estrogen can, um, decrease your ability to convert tryptophan, which is the precursor into 5-HTP. So the way that the pathway goes to make serotonin, to get super nerdy, it's tryptophan, 5-HTP, serotonin. It's, it's, it's a couple steps, right? Okay. So if you don't have a lot of estrogen, like in the fourth trimester when you're postpartum, then you can't, don't get the signal to, to make the enzyme that makes 5-HTP. And I can oftentimes, I was talking to a colleague of mine years ago who had severe postpartum depression. And I said, tell me what your estrogens were like prior to getting pregnant and tell me what your mood was like. She already had low estrogen prior to getting pregnant. She was already borderline depressive prior to getting pregnant. And I said, you're a classic candidate for postpartum depression because Mm -hmm. I know when you deliver this baby, all of it probably went away pregnant because you had so much estrogen and you felt amazing. And then you delivered and now you struggle to make 5-HTP which struggles to make serotonin. Whoa. So yes. is there anything you no, can and do? it's not an absolute, but it's definitely when I ask these questions to moms, they're always like, oh, that was me. You're right. Mm-hmm. I was, I, I definitely had like, maybe they wouldn't describe themselves as full on depressed. Maybe yeah. they would, but, but they would go, yeah, I was kind of like kind of low, right? Like I was trying to get pregnant. It was really stressful, but it was, you know, like I, was, I always kind of fought with depression or kind of low mood. I was excited to get pregnant, but my undercurrent was kind of low. Yeah. And then they're more prone to postpartum. So yeah, so that aspect of like mom brain mood. So the, but then memory, because mom mom brain um, is like, women are like, I'm, I'm not quick anymore. Like no. I need lists. I forget yeah. everything. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yep. Because you had all these hormones and then you don't, and you don't have a period. 
So you don't get, you don't get the benefit of estrogen and the benefit of progesterone anymore because you're breastfeeding if you Mm. are. And the brain is like, hello, I feel neglected. But maybe that's biological too. Maybe it's best that I'm a little bit slow because then I'm not trying to like think of starting a podcast and I'm going to make it on a YouTube video. And I'm, all I do is feed and change and yes. feed and change and like, yes. can't get much further yep. than that. Yeah. And sleep when you can, yeah, sleep right. when you can as a new mom. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's yes. Crazy. And we keep, you know, I completely understand, uh, but it's so interesting when, when women, especially like my type A go getting women are like, I need you to biohack this for me, Carrie. I'm like, ah, it's, hard <laughs> to That's what I was asking. Mother, <laughs> mother nature. Like, uh, you're supposed to by design. I, I, I didn't design you, but that's how the design is Right. to do what you said is to like deliver the baby, focus entirely on the baby, the right. survival of the baby, feed the baby, change the baby and sleep. Like that's what you're focused on, whether you want to or not. Right. And it can be a real hard transition for a lot yes. of women. It's like a new identity. They don't, didn't, they don't, it's not that they don't want it. It's, they weren't expecting it. They wanted their old identity yes. where they could go and travel and leave and meet and hang out and zoom. And now they're like, the hell. Yeah. And then you watch your partner leave for work and go. And, and men don't do this. No. Men, I mean, they have, like I said, they get a little, they get the oxy- oxytocin boost to help them stay around and be part of the family. But men don't cycle like we do. And so their testosterone is constantly, you know, fine. And they don't, their brain isn't wired to feed the baby, protect the baby, right. change the baby. It's they're, they're the protectors. That's crazy. And that- historically, biologically. And right. so for the, for some men, I, for that's where they, like, it, so they're looking at the mom, like, go back to your old self. Let's go out. Let's, let's have sex. Like, let's do yeah. a date. Let's like, where's your energy? Like, why didn't you remember that? And you're like, right. I'm a whole new person. I know. A whole new identity. And you're questioning the same things. You're like, why don't I want to go out? Why don't I want to yeah. Why can't I remember these <laughs> yes. things? Where, well, I want to go back to my old self. Like, it's just, yeah. a, it's such a crazy time. So it's yeah. basically just the tanking of yeah. all of the hormones. And then what, it takes another three, four months for it to like stabilize again or how it depends on how often you are breastfeeding. So Mm -hmm. my round the clock exclusive breastfeeders can take a little bit longer, um, or a lot a bit longer, which is fine. It's just because again, like the focus is on producing milk, not Mm -hmm. producing milk and producing a period or ovulation and producing libido and producing energy. It's wild. Breast milk is sort of the focus, um, for a lot of women. Now, if you're not, if, if some women for sure, like, oh, I tried breastfeeding, it, um, right. didn't work for me or what have you. I, I bottle feed. They tend to rebound faster because yes, they I see nip, that. I see that nip, in other women. I'm like, yeah, they nip it faster. So <laughs> they, or in some women just, they can't like, maybe, um, I have a friend who had, you know, like had uh, breast augmentation and she really wasn't ever able to get her breast milk in. And so she had to go with supplemental and the prolactin was like, Meh, all right, if we're not doing this, we're not doing this. And so she got her period back right away. And like things just kind of came back for her right away because, but she wanted to breastfeed. She just couldn't. Right. Yeah. No, I feel like I've definitely seen that with other women who are not breastfeeding. It's almost envy where I'm like, okay. I know that breastfeeding is like what you're supposed to do and whatever, but like, wow, <laughs> you look great. And you look like you're having a blast. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> that's incredible. And then yeah. I keep referring back to this 
stupid documentary that I watched, but it kept talking about hormones and I was just blowing my mind, but it said something about the oxytocin opens the amygdala in the mother, yeah. which is yeah. like the protection or it's the our protect- fear-based um, um, gland. Yeah. Right. So you like focus on the baby more. And they said that dad's opens like a quarter of the way, but then they, this is just a side note. Interesting. But then they said, if there's like two male parents, one of theirs will open all the way to like be the protector of them. And yeah. like, so that's, and that's- you'll see it. They become the nurturer. It, my, so my husband, who, you know, Eric, we were talking about a friend of his who had a baby and, and the mom who was total like party. They were as a couple, they used to like, they were totally, you know, they were that couple. They were yeah. out and about and see yeah. and be seen and, you know, like mad, crazy party and whatnot. they drug, sex, and rock and roll was their thing. All then right. they got pregnant, right? <laughs> and she became a nurturer. Like all of her Whoa. former tendencies became nurturing, nesting, hmm. taking care of this baby. And the dad was like, <laughs> right. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. Remember how fun we were? Right. Like yeah. <laughs> that's see. And that's we hitting up the bar. Let's go. Yeah. And, and it was really, really. And, and my husband said, I could, he, he was telling me the story. He said, I could see it, it having my husband has two kids uh, from a prior marriage. And he was like having as a dad, I can look and be like, your wife is just like, she just had baby and she's becoming the nurturing right. person. And you need to understand that she's, this is what happens when women have babies. Like what's wrong with you? Like, she's not going to drop the baby and hit up a spinner's <laughs> yeah. club. Like, come on. Right. You know? And do you want her to do that? Like, right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, apparently he did. So oh, man, but that's, yeah. that's the struggle too. Like, I feel like that's what happens. You have this, like you and your partner are just like, mm, we're having a baby. This is so minimal. I love you so much. Mm, rubbing noses at night and whatever. And then <laughs> you have the baby and it's like, no libido. The baby is like, your wife is a new person who's trying to figure out herself and you're just trying to, uh, and then it's, yeah. it's hard on the relationship a lot of the yeah. times. And it's just yeah. so many changes and, and changes that you can see happening, but you can't do anything about. And right. it's all by design, like you said, but it, and so I think- well, That's- I wouldn't, I would, I would not say you can't do anything about, but what I would say is that much like my football coach teaching me sex ed in school, we aren't taught this. Like right. imagine a, if yeah. you, if like the whole world was like, Hey, look, we're going to put like, you went through sex ed in school, middle school or whatever. And then when you get older, we're going to have like, what happens, what you expect when you're expecting, but for real, and it's going to be real talk. We're going to like, for real, tell you yeah. here's what's happened. So you need to be prepared and you yeah. need to either get counseling now, or you need yep. to set yourself up for success. Now you need to evaluate if this is going to work and you're going to think like you, like <laughs> that's never going to happen to me. It does. It will to some yeah. degree. Right. And, and be proactive and be prepared for it. So, and, and, I, and talk about it. So you can be like, oh, honey, remember that thing in the class we learned? Like that's happening. I have, yes. no and like, I don't want to go to a bar tonight and I don't, <laughs> I'm feeling mo- like, I can't remember anything anymore. And he can be like, oh, I remember we learned that, you know, right. nine Just months ex- ago, like, got it. Like, here's yes. how I support you. Expectations I think are huge. And then also knowing yeah. that it's not like, oh, well, this is me now. Like yeah. it can be just a phase of the hormones or a phase of like the baby growing. And, and that was the one thing that you realize looking back, probably like Eric, he's like, okay, I, I see this on the other side, but when you're in it, you're like, this is my new life forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. And then it passes and you're like, Oh, and as the baby gets older, right. And you, you morph and change as well. It's, that's a great way to put it. You're just in phases. I mean, we all have mom friends who were like, 
love, like maybe they hated the baby years, but then the toddler years That's was me. great. Cause they're like, oh my gosh, they're so much more independent. They can do things and I can finally be myself again. And mm-hmm. I have a friend who um, has three kids and uh, I, she was like getting her hair did and she was getting her hair colored. And she, was getting her, <laughs> you know, she was like, hallelujah. Like I'm done breastfeeding. The kids are old enough. Yeah, I am bringing like hot mommy back. And yeah. I'm like, hell yeah. Yes. But and it take you know, she's like, I was in it. I knew where I was in, you know, yeah. especially three kids later, like by the third kid, you know what to expect. Right. And so she and her husband were like, yep, this is what we're doing until the third one is completely weaned. And then she's like, we're done. No more kids go get snipped. And hot mommy is coming back. Yeah. And I'm coming but, back. but when in the first kid, you don't know that necessarily no. you feel panicked. And, how and do- especially if you have the second kid pretty close and you're still in the panic stage, yeah. like, oh, I'm never right. getting out of this. All right, we're going to talk about probiotics, love bug probiotics specifically. I took these probiotics all through pregnancy, all postpartum, and now I'm giving them to my toddler as she's more on solids and less on breast milk. During pregnancy, it helps my gut biome. It helps seed the gut biome for my baby. And we know that a healthy gut contributes to a healthy immune system. You can take their prenatal probiotics right along with your prenatal vitamins. And they have a subscription option. So you can just get them delivered to you exactly when you run out. I do not like subscription things, but I love them for my vitamins so that I never have to run out. I have an affiliate code, Hey Shayla, for 15% off. I hope you love them. Let's get back to it. So where, but I mean, how do people learn this stuff other than like, they listen to your podcast? Yeah, right. Obviously. Right. But like, yeah, I just don't know that there's that many resources to help people. It's, and it's just, I think social, it's, it's finding real people on social media since everyone turns to social media now, like it's realizing that the, there are gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous family pages on Instagram and it's all curated and everybody looks the same and they're to a size two in about a week. And, you know, you're just yeah. like, uh, like, don't follow them. Like you want to yeah. follow real people who are telling you exactly how it is because they're telling you the truth. Yeah. They're telling you the truth. Yeah. They want you to be, to know what it's like. Yeah. And that's a fine line between like, cause we got really discouraged because everybody was just like, Oh, your life's going to change. And they kept telling us all these negative things. And we were just getting pissed. We're like, this is so exciting. And then when it happened, we're like, Oh, Oh, so it's a, it's a hard line between trying to prepare someone and yeah. not being like, oh, good luck guys. <laughs> just, I don't know. Yeah. No, so it's I think true. That's I mean, the just, education piece and like yeah. the actual science of what's happening in, in very simple terms is a helpful way to go about it. Right. And to know it's not forever. Yes. Like you're, you're literally in a state and it's yes. going to change and it's probably going to change again. And your second one is going to be different than your first one. Right. And, and is you know, and setting expectations and seeking help when you need it a hundred percent. And so, um, and I think it also depends on when you talk to somebody, like how far along the parenting spectrum they are. So if you talk, if you're pregnant and you're talking to somebody who just delivered, they're going to tell you the worst case. But if you're talking to somebody, you know, like your older sister, who's got kids in, you know, not your sister, but like, you know, sisters in general, and who are 10 years and she's like, are you kidding? Once they hit school, it's like, you know, everything's right. back. It's great. It's wonderful. They're independent. You find yourself again. Yeah. You know, you right. make date Maybe night. It's hope. great. Get a, get a babysitter. You know? right. So yeah. it really find you know, on that spectrum, make sure you're talking to people. Yeah. I think you're right. Like real people yeah, and kids, like- babies, and then have been at it for a while and are like, yeah, don't panic. That'll tell you the truth though. It's like, yeah, yeah, you might have marital problems, but just keep Mm -hmm. adding or whatever. Mm -hmm. It is Mm -hmm. harder. 
And just like being able to empathize and not be like, oh, whoa, you've, I don't know, my marriage, like, or maybe, and that's the thing is everybody's experience is different, but I think you're right. Finding real people and like people that will be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I think. And we used to, you know, back we, it gets talked to like people who follow like paleo and whatnot. We talk a lot about uh, the tribe and community or the clan, depending where you are in the world. And so, you know, women could we a lot of when my mom was growing up, my grandmother was growing up, like I grew up around all the family, right. It was mm-hmm. like around the same neighborhood or yeah. like, it was very close knit and uh, the neighbors were, and then now it's very oftentimes independent. People okay. live far from family. Yeah. They may know their neighbors, but maybe they don't. Yeah. Um, and so you're trying to be a community of three. If, yeah. you, if you've the got a partner yeah. and if you don't have a partner, you're a community of two when you have your baby. And it, yeah. that is definitely, I think hard. And totally. I want women to, and families to understand that, um, I'm not against moving or any, you know, like anything like that. If you move, like not all families are great, but at the same time, recognize that Find biology, biology had a setup for community and, and current world situation is, doesn't always work out that way. So my point is seek help when you need it. Absolutely. And be, I right. That. Like, don't be afraid to seek out help, how help, however that looks, whether it's a counselor, whether it's a, a part-time assistant, whether it's a clean crew, yeah. whether, right. Like whether meal it's a kit. nurse, yeah. right. Like whether it's, yeah. Whether you've got, you get a totally a meal kit, um, because every little bit helps totally and mental think- sanity. I agree. And I think what's interesting too, is that a lot of times there are mom groups set up, like the the community is really like the community as it was, or as Mm -hmm. it is in different countries is totally around the mother, Mm -hmm. but also around the father. Mm -hmm. So that's like all the guys get to talk and be like, yep, that makes sense. Yes. This is maybe what to expect. And because there's so, even now I'm like, where's their support? But there is so much support around the mother where Seth is like, I don't know who to talk to about this stuff. And I'm like, mm-hmm. talk to somebody older at work. I don't know. Like, yeah. but it's, it's that, like you don't, both people, everybody needs that like sense of community yeah. and sense of someone to turn to and ask like, holy shit, is this normal? Yeah. <laughs> so I yeah. think, I do. I think yeah. that's like your text and you sent me that text. You were like, oh my God, I'm like, I don't know what's going on with my brain. I was like, Shh, I got you. Yes, exactly. What's going on? Yeah. I live in Oregon, but I can still help you. Yeah, I know. And that, literally that day I called Seth and I was like, I'm not okay. And he's like, what do you mean? Cause and I'm driving Aaliyah. He's like, are you like, are you guys safe? And I'm like, yes, I'm driving. I'm fine. But I am not, I don't know if we need to go to couples counseling. I don't know if I need to get on antidepressants, anti-anxiety or ADD medication, or if I just need to get on all of them, I don't know. And then like a few days later, I felt a little more normal and like, and not that I don't need any of those things still, but yeah. like that day I needed them all right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's very real. Yeah. Very real. So, and it's okay for, for people, someone listening, who's like, oh, but I had to go on antidepressants. Is that bad? No. no. It's your mental sanity. It's the sanity of your child. Like, yes. of course it's I, okay. I agree. Yeah. Um. So when you're saying that, it, like if your breastfeeding, it can last for a while. Like, are we talking, it could last a whole year. It could last until yeah. the end of your breast. Really? Yeah. I, oh, I absolutely, absolutely. I had women that are like, is it ever going to come back? Am I ever, I'm like, and, and, and it depends on the woman and the sensitivity, they're prolactin to everything. But yeah, I absolutely have women who breastfed two years or three years. And they're like, I still haven't really gotten my period back. Like, great. No, but I mean, just like feeling back to normal. Oh, feeling back to normal. Yeah. I mean, same thing. It, again, it, it definitely depends on the woman. Um, but usually 
once you get your period back and then you get back in your hormonal non-pregnant cycle. rhythm, Got it. then the brain's like, Oh, thank God. We're back to baseline. <laughs> <laughs> so it'll take, yes, it can take, it can take, you know, three to six cycles to really start to hit that stride before you notice a difference. Interesting. So then when, yeah. so then now let's go to the last piece when you are, if you are weaning, if you, mm-hmm. and can you talk a little bit about like pumping versus breastfeeding? Is that going to be different hormonally? Um, so it, um, and that from an oxytocin sense, yes, because obviously pumping is not exactly a like feel good bonding with your baby moment. Um, but from a prolactin sense, no, you, with pumping, you will still stimulate the hormone prolactin. Yeah. Hmm. To, to come out. Um, and one of the interesting things with prolactin, uh, that it's, it's under the control of a hormone called dopamine. So dopamine is one of our neurotransmitters like serotonin and dopamine has a lot to do with motivation and mood. Um, but it also has a lot to do with, um, it, it used to get, it, it was attached to, um, uh, reward like gambling or shopping hmm. or chocolate or sugar, but really it's anticipation of reward. It's, it's our anticipation, excited anticipation, you know, like that I'm going to have that next bite of food. It's going to be amazing. That's <laughs> dopamine. The food does maybe taste good, but knowing you're about to put it in your mouth, that's dopamine. So it's a huh. feel good ping in the brain. Right. Sure. So when dopamine goes down, prolactin goes up. So not only do women have to deal with the serotonin thing and, and mood and depression, but we lose that sort of anticipation reward, excitement. sort of like excitement, right? Hmm. Which ties in with libido as well, but also our, our mood. And so when you're breastfeeding, that's down, which again, it's probably a safety survival, just focus on the baby thing. So now when you, when you start to wean off of breastfeeding and you're, or maybe you've weaned completely, you lose oxytocin. Uh, like you used to have it. So oxytocin is our feel good bonding. We, we get it from breastfeeding. We get it from petting our dog. We get it from like hugging kids. Like we get it from like really warm, sunny, happy things. Yeah. Like, oh, I love that. That's yeah. oxytocin, right. Yeah. Oxytocin immediately shuts down our fight or flight response. It's a very quick, if you are fight or flight and you get oxytocin, whoop, fight or flight huh. goes down. So it's really helpful for stress management. Yeah. Now you're not breastfeeding anymore. You don't get your oxytocin hit anymore. So you're more susceptible. You're more prone to the fight or flight feeling. And it can be startling to women who had the, the safety day. net yeah. of oxytocin every day. And all of a sudden they're like, I can't handle stress. What ha- I'm anxious. What yeah. happened to me? What is, what is going on now? I'm a hot mess. You just had, you're missing out on that hit of oxytocin you were getting every day. And we need to find you other ways to manage stress, whether it's meditation, whether it's sleeping, whether it's reading a good book, whether it's breath work, whether it's get a so kind of pedicure or something, your- pet your dog, like yeah. get your oxytocin back. But having that in your pocket, knowing if you're going to wean, like what am I going to replace yes. it with? Yes. Yes. That'll help the transition. You think that'll help the transition, huh. not all women, but for right. sure, especially when they, when they say, um, I'm not handling stress. Like I used to like, Oh my God, this is so stressful. I feel more stressed out. Yeah. I feel more anxious. I feel more on edge. I feel more hypervigilant. Um, as they transition off of weaning, they're not getting the safety net support of oxytocin anymore, but you are getting the rise of dopamine. So hopefully the brain is like, I got you. I got you. I'm going to give you dopamine, (laughs) even though you're taking away the oxytocin regularity, but it doesn't happen. It's not like this. It's not like in the Olympics, the baton handoff. It's not like (laughs) 
<laughs> they're Not stumbling a little bit. Right. Yeah. There's, there's like a total miss sometimes. And sometimes the <laughs> runner is like, give me the baton. And they're like four miles down the road. So, oh, no. so the Tokumi doesn't always like jump back like it, like it should. So how long does that chaos happen? Every, every woman is different. Some bounce back right away. And some, it takes a couple of months. It takes a couple of months oh, wow. for this shit. And especially um, and this is what I really don't like about our society, especially if you don't have a lot of support in your life, it's probably going to be a harder struggle for you hmm. because you have nothing to lean on, nobody to lean on. Um, if you don't have good systems in place and how you handle stress, um, it, it, if, if your life is very stressful for whatever reason already. And I think that's just crappy. It's just not fair for new moms to have to automatically go into fight or flight while they're trying to raise a newborn baby. So I do see those situations tend to take, they struggle a little bit longer Mm -hmm. um, because they just don't have the support support like other moms might have. Wild. Yes. So between, so between weaning, so if you get your period back and then when now you're completely weaned, so as your period starts to come back, now your rhythm is becoming right now, your rhythmicity of being a woman is coming back. Get your period, ovulate, get your period, ovulate. Yeah. Your dopamine's going up. You're finding ways to handle stress and then hopefully start to feel like your old self again. But a Whoa. lot of women now, but now you have a new, you have a baby, right? You have a baby. And so, whereas before you didn't have a baby, so you could go through major stressful situations and come out the other side back to your old self again. And now you have to put all the focus on the baby right. versus the self-care on you. Right. Because before pre-baby, if you had a major stressful event, you could be like, I need a vacay. Yeah. I'm, I'm taking, taking a, a sick day. a mental day. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm Netflixing on the couch all day. I'm spa day. Like we can what do all things. And now you're like, ah, have a baby. <laughs> <laughs> So it's Who's now you have to be baby right during now mine? it's being creative on how you can still be do self-care. And I wish I want women to know that self-care is critically important. It's not selfish. Like right. You, right. Like you're the caregiver. So you have to care for the caregiver in order to care. And so it's okay to ask for help, you know, get a sitter or ask family or, yeah. you know, what have you and take time for yourself. How- However that looks. Yeah. Well, like you said, like getting a cleaning person, a meal or babysitter or whatever. I think that's, Mm -hmm. yeah, I think that's taking the time. And that's the hard part. That was the hard part for me is I'm like, I know I need something, but I don't have the mental capacity to figure out what it is. I just know that I'm struggling. Yeah. (laughs) And then finally I was like, oh, I'm not really eating very well or very much. Maybe I should order a meal kit. And then I'm like, oh, wow. I'm glad I sat and thought about that for a minute. Like, (laughs) it's such a trip. Um, okay. So what are you kind of, you listed off a bunch of oxytocin things, but like petting your dog, any self-care stuff, like how, what are some other ways for increasing oxytocin? Yeah. Yeah, It's like, it's like real laughter. It's like being with friends and community. Mm -hmm. It's, um, doing things that make you happy. It's, um, masturbation or sex. Those can increase oxytocin. It's, um, uh, like, uh, reading like, like, heartfelt stuff, right? The things that are, that you're like, oh, like that helps raise oxytocin. Again, family, friends, your partner, your baby, your dog. It's sort of, that's what helps improve oxytocin. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I luckily had seen some story about weaning and she had just briefly mentioned like, oh, your hormones can go crazy during weaning and you might feel really down. And so when I was going crazy, I, I went back to it and I was like, 
this should be talked about as well, because this, you finally kind of start to feel like you've got a rhythm and then you do that. And it's like, yeah, whatever they do. And it's, yeah. But again, it's, it's, these are big transitional times for women, right? Getting pregnant is a massively transitional time. We go through puberty. And, and boys kind of just like, that's it. Like that's their big transitional time, and, but we go through puberty and then we get pregnant and then we deliver and then we breastfeed if we do. Um, and then we wean and then we keep going. Then we go into perimenopause and then we go into menopause. Like we are. So those are the next tra- big transitions. Yeah. But you got lots of time. You're good. Okay. Don't worry. <laughs> we'll talk about that pregnant. podcast. Years. <laughs> so I had you on my podcast talking about pregnancy. Now here we are. Like, Let's talk now about in my forties. Yeah. And I can talk to you about something. Oh yeah. my gosh. Funny. Yeah. We'll have that sex ed talk then. Right. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Yes. Well, I feel like we hit all the things that we were trying to hit. Yeah. And Wrong. the big takeaways like, again is it's for moms is like knowing what's ahead don't blow it off. Is like, Oh, that won't happen to me. Cause I'd rather you be prepared of like, if it happens to me, right. I know what to do or who to ask, or at least talk to the father of my baby about or whoever right. your support network. And if it doesn't happen to you, then congratulations, you're God's favorite. <laughs> right. Like fine. I'd rather you be over-prepared yep. and, and not sink and not feel like you're, you know, crazy and have, right. and have no resources. I'd rather you feel crazy and go, Oh wait, but I have resources. Yep. I wrote it down. I saved these links. I saved this podcast. Yeah. I can re-listen to this. Okay. I know what to do now. Well, and telling your partner too, because they are the same. So yeah. they can remember these things better than we can. A lot of times yes. that'll be like, Oh, isn't that this thing? And I'm like, oh, you're right. Yeah. We learned about that. <laughs> and especially because pre-pregnancy, a lot of women did it all. They do it right. They're like multitasking type A do alls. Um, and then post-pregnancy that doesn't always rebound like we'd want it to. So recruit some help. Yes. You don't have to do it all. Yeah. I feel like that's the other big takeaway is get your support. However you need it. Yep. And it it literally can look like a million different things. The, the classic view of the family and community is totally out the window in 2021. So however it looks for you. Yeah. Mom at the park can be your community. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yep. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here, bringing your (laughs) bright personality. I knew that this would be so much fun and all the information just to help people just go through it, kind of know what to expect and to know that they're not crazy. Yeah, they are, but that they should expect this. Yes, exactly. It's, it's phases and transitions. Yes. Yes. Amazing. Thank you so much. And I will, we'll have to have you on again and talk about something else. Well, thank you. My gosh, Shayla, such an honor. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, please share with somebody you think would love. And I would be so honored if you would subscribe to the podcast and leave a comment and rating below so I can know what you guys are digging, what you want more of, just connect with you a little better. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next time.